you're really going to like talk. We haven't had someone speak to us uh, in school for like a month and a half because they've just shown movies and stuff. So, right? Isn't that what they did the last week or two now, school? Dude, y'all got it so easy. Back in the day, we had classes like four days after school would end. We were doing work still. I'm kidding. Um, we're going to be in the book of First Tim. Timothy. Who who wrote the book of First Timothy? Paul wrote the book of First Timothy. Very good. And who did he write the book to? The letter to Timothy. Timothy. Very good. And Timothy was who? Anybody know what he was? He was the blank of the biggest Christian church at that time. Pastor. He was a pastor, a very young one. He was actually the a church that Peter began. He's the, the not the, the guy that came after Peter, but the guy, the next guy. So he's the third guy in line, and he's in charge of this church, and he's a very young guy. And so I want to um, explain some things to you about Tim, 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 Timothy and Paul. Now, who here knows what a momser is? Momser. Now, well, careful, don't just throw that word around. Okay? I don't want to hear you all walking around youth camp or something like that and just going, man, you're a mom, sir. Okay? This is what it is. It is a young man who is born of either a Jewish mother and a Greek father or a Jewish father and a Greek mother. They're called a Momser. The term momser means this, the product of an immoral act. And that's sort of what you were, would you like to be called that? Dude, okay, it's sort of, it's derogatory, it's rude, it's, it's, sort of, it's mean. But of the day, for a Jewish woman to, to marry a non-Jewish man, to be unequally yoked, y'all have heard this before, right? That was a sin against God. And so that sin tainted would taint the home and even taint down, and it would uh, society would shun even the the kids of that home. So it's sort of sad. And um, this is what would a Jewish mother, all Jewish moms, would take their their sons to the synagogue on the eighth day to de- dedicate them to God, and they would be circumcised on the eighth day, a sign that they were a Jew. And on the eighth day, if a rabbi knew that the that it was from a mixed mar- mar- marriage, he would refuse to do the cir- circumcision. If that was the case. This child would grow up, and he was never allowed to go to synagogue at all. He was not allowed to even dwell in the court of the Gentiles. He was not allowed to be a disciple to a rabbi, and he was not allowed to marry a Jew. That's pretty tough, isn't it? Do you think that's harsh? Yes or no? Or I'm just constipated. Okay, it sort of is, right? It's just very harsh. So in terms, the momster would be an outcast. Their life in some ways would be hopeless. They'd be rejected and they would be despised in a lot of ways. They were a product, seen as a product of sin. Now, Acts chapter 16, you don't have to turn there. I don't think I've got it on the screen, do I? I don't have it. Let me read this to you. And this is what we're reading. We're in the book of Tim, Timothy, but I want you to see in Acts. Acts is a historical book, and it tells us a lot of, of things sort of 
stuff that you read about, you can look back and see where it first occurs in Acts. And we see in Acts where Tim- Timothy and Paul meet. It's in Acts chapter 16, verse 1. It says, He came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. Now, he was not a dis- disciple um, of, of a Jewish man, but his mother and grandmother had taught him the scriptures on their own. Okay, we read this more in uh, 2 Tim- Timothy. And it says, uh, where a dis- disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jew and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. So Timothy was a mom, sir. He was rejected in a lot of ways. But God's hand was on, on Timothy. We see that because it says that the brothers or the believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke, well, spoke well, well, well of him. Now this is sort of unheard of. Something new has occurred. But Christianity is bringing something about that the Jewish culture has not seen before. And there's an acceptance and there's a grace that they have not seen before. And we see that here. It says in verse 3 that Paul wanted to take him along on the journey. So he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area. For they all knew that his father was a Greek. So Paul says, you know what? You're accepted. Paul takes this hopeless kid and says, you know what? You're good enough. And, and, and so God is doing the work. And Paul says, you're, 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 you're good enough. And you know what? God's got a plan for, for you. And I'm, I'm going to take you with me. He, Paul takes this reject, this outcast, this ho- hopeless. And he's going to mentor him because he believes God's got a plan for him. So when you read, and I, I share this whole story with you because I want you to read the book of Timothy and understand the background. As Paul is, is writing to this young man in the faith who is in charge of a church, Paul writes to him the book of First and Second Tim, 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 Timothy. And he calls him his son in the faith. You can tell that he loves him. He, he, he speaks really sweet and, 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 and loving words to him in a lot of ways. But he also speaks hard truth and says, man, you've got to do this. You've got to live this way. You've got to do what is right. You've got to honor God with your life. You've got to do it. So it, it, it's, it's just, it's very... Um, Neat, because some would say, man, Paul's being so harsh to this kid. Does he really love this kid? But you know what I find is, is, is people who are hard on, who mentor and are hard on the ones beneath them, the ones that are, they're hard on are the ones they see pot- potential in and those that they love. And this is what we see in this book. Paul is just sort of, he's sort of going to ride him and teach him some pretty hard truth all throughout the way. So that's where we're, we're at. And we're going to talk about one question tonight, okay? And this is it. What keeps you from following God? Okay, and some of you say, well, man, I'm sitting here in church tonight, so, you know, I'm doing pretty good, so, and I come here some weeks, or I go to church every week, so I follow God, but can I tell you, this is just a minute fraction of what it means to have the Christian life where you follow and seek God. This is just, uh, uh, if you were to take a piece of of chocolate truffle tower cake from the cheesecake factory, and you were just to lick it, it's enough just to uh, and just stop. That's what this is compared to the the feast that God wants you to have in Him. Now we try to make this as informed and just strong for you, and encouraging for you, and teaching for you, but it's just a dab of what God has in store for you. So the question is, and we're at 
summertime. So I thought, man, why, why do I even approach this? But you know what? The excuse I hear why students don't read the Word of God on their own is they man, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Well, okay, can I tell you, your day just freed up by six hours and 47 minutes. And I'm not saying you need to open this book for six hours and 47 minutes a day now. Well, some of you might. But what I'm saying is this. You can always make time. In the school year, you've got time. Just do you want to make the time? And even now, you're going to be like, man, I'm so bored. Ah, ooh, don't ever tell me you're so bored. I got a great idea for you. I don't know what accident that was. That was free. So, what keeps you from following? So, we're going to be in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we're starting at the end of verse 2. It's not on the screen. I'm going to read at the end of verse 2, going into verse 3. And Paul, remember, Paul is speaking to Timothy. We'll call him Tim for short tonight. For no reason at all. He says this in verse 2. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the, te- the, the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for contra- contra- controversy and for, for quarrels about words, which p- produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicion, and constant friction among pe- people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Now, we're going to look at right here three things, and these aren't the only three things that get in the way from keep you from following God. There's a lot of things. For the past four weeks, what did I speak about? Flee from what? Sexual immorality, okay? So we're not going to address that here. There's a lot of things we need to um, look out for that get in the way. That's a huge one. But, but here's some more things, and it's just here in this passage. We're going to take a look at it. There's three things. The first thing is, is look out for false teachers or false teaching. Okay, false teachers or false teaching. They will, they will tear you up every day. Because you suck into them. We believe things of the world that says, hey, you know, Birking had a slogan. Now, I'm not saying they're of Satan or the devil, but they, would, they had this thing called, they would say, have it your way. Right? Have you all heard that before? It's way back. You can still go there, man. I want to have it my way. And you're supposed to make it exactly the way you want it. And um, there's, a, there's a teaching in society that says you deserve what you want. Whatever you want, that's what you deserve. What you want to do, what's right for you, well then that's right. That's, that's truth and right. So, so do whatever you want to do. So there's a lot of, te- of, of te- teaching that are false that we buy into all the time. And, it, and if you begin to buy into things that aren't of the Word of God, it will keep you from follow, following God. Now look what it produces. Produces quarrels. Produce, produces Envy, dissension, that means you're, you're sort of conniving, you're sort of, that, that word's probably not even better than dissension, is it? It's just being secretive, you're being, you're, you're, you're sort of being, you're lying and trying to get it to go your own way. You're in, behind somebody's back. Slant, 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 slander, evil, suspicion, and constant friction. And that's what teachings of the world will bring to you. So be wary of what you take in. And ask yourself these three things. Is it biblical? 
Is it righteous? Is it truth? And if it's not that, then it's going to wreck your life. So beware of false teaching. Now look at here in verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. To be content means to be what? Happy. Happy. Content is I'm good where I'm at. I, I, feel, I feel good. And it, this is what it says. Look here. But godliness with contentment is great, great gain. Now what it said before that is, is, um, is that they teach that godliness is a means of a gain. If you come up here and when you sing songs, man, you just look holy. Man, you look spiritual. You look like you've got it going on. But you're doing all that for you. There will be no gain for you. That is, is false living. I'm spitting. Sorry, I'm spitting a lot tonight. Splash zone here. Now, so look at this. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. What keeps us from following God is being discontent. What if God says, I, you will be my child and you will have eternity with me, but you are going to have not, you will not be allowed to, to, to buy any more clothes that you already have and you, are, or you are, will only eat rice, mashed potatoes, and green beans for the rest of your life. Will you follow me then? Whoa. He says to me, Dan, no loop for you. What? Will I follow him then? You know, we're discontent about a lot of things. We're discontent every day. We are like, man, I just, I, and know what's funny is we're discontent and go, man, if I can just, if I can just have that car or if I can just, just get this thing that I want. And who here has gotten the thing that they want and it has brought you the greatest joy forever and ever. Amen. Or no? Or does it not last? True? Hush. <clears throat> right? It, do, it doesn't... We can even go, man, if I can just get that, my life would be good. And we get there and we get it. And it might be nice for a while, but then it, it fades. And we're discontent again. And we're hunting for the next thing. And, the, and, and can I tell you, we need to find our contentment in, in God. Um, and this is a truth as well. Because I want you to understand... Being discontent will, will, will keep us from seeking God. And the Christian life calls us to, to sacrifice. It calls us, in the word, how many times does it tell us to give? How many times does it tell us, where it says to turn the other cheek? To humble yourself. Sacrifice. So we need, we're called to be content. Look here in verse 9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. A third thing that... um, you need to look, to look out for that gets in the way. And I, put, I, I, I phrase it as this, evil desires. Now, follow me here. I think I've got James on the screen, right? James, look at James 1, f- 
14 here. But each person is tempted when he is lured, enticed by Satan. Wrong, right? By God. No, God doesn't tempt. When he is lured, enticed by his own desire. We have a thing inside of us called, well, not really inside of us, outside of us. It's called our, our flesh. And for a believer in Christ, if you have faith in Christ and you've put your faith and trust in Christ, then you've got this thing also called the Spirit of God. And your flesh is constantly fighting against the Spirit of God. And there's desire in your flesh that does not give God honor and glory. And we've got to fight against it. It's the progression of sin. So look at here, verse 9. But those who desire to be rich, who desire to be rich, it's in us. We desire, we crave fame. We, we crave the glory. We crave me, me, me. Fall into temptation. Look in verse 10. For the love of money is not the root of all evil. This is misquoted all the time. It's the root of all kinds of evil. There's more evil than just the love of money and the root of that. It's the root of all kinds, all types of evil. But how many times have you seen stars who are 16, 18, 19... They're sort of goody-goody stars, and then they get to be not-so-goody-goody stars, and then they get to be bald stars and crazy stars. And, right? Why, why, wait, 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 wait. They've got all the money and the fame anyone could ever dream of having. What went wrong? If you don't believe that this is truth, you're smoking crack. Sorry. But you, but you are. You, you're not under... I'm sorry, D. That, that's not appropriate. Um, but you, you, you're just... It, for love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And this desire, look at the end of verse 9, that plunges pe- people into ruin and destruction. Hmm, we've never seen that before. Gosh, you see it all the time. It, it's not going to fulfill you. But those things get in the way. Man, there's... Um, and if you don't get it now... There's a lot of, of young adults I know, and they're middle-aged adults now, who are just seeking after money. I mean, if I can just get a little bit more money, if I can just get... And, and they've shunned church, they've shunned their home, they've lost their marriage, they've lost their kids, because, man, if I can just make it. And can I tell you, you're, it's not going set, to set, satisfy you. Now look in verse 11 here. Paul, as I said, he sort of gives him and, 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 and warns him about, about false... Teachings about being discontent and evil desires, or, or, or the, the also money, uh, and, and to look out for the love of, of money. But this is what he says to Tim, Tim, Timothy, a, a, a rejected momser who God is using in a mighty way to lead his church there, and Paul is mentoring and trying to lead and, tra- and train up. This is but what he says to him. A, a young man he looks at as a son, he says this, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Well, we've heard that, that word flee, right? Flee from sexual immorality. Flee. Get away from these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called about, which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God. We'll stop right there. Paul gives him this charge. And he says four things. Because you know what? What keeps you... Or now the question is, I for you, is what do you have to do to follow God? What do you have to do? What 
keeps you, we looked at now, what do you have to do? Four quick things. First thing, flee from these things. He says flee. He says run away from them. You go, yeah, but uh, this is not hurting me that bad. How, how is it that the things we know that take us away from God, we sort of slink back to? Because it's sort of safe. It's what we know. It makes me feel, feel good. And uh, not that the keyboard's bad for me, but I'm using an example. Y'all never heard me play. I'm amazing. <clears throat> but we, we slink back. But he says flee. Flee from these things. Things that are false. Things um, from being discontent. Because being discontent means you're selfish. It's all about you. And if I dare you to take a day going, okay, God, show me how many times I really sin against you. God, just let me see. Every time I do it, let me see. I dare you, double dog, triple, whatever it is, dare you to go, God, just show me when I start to get in the wrong. And you'll notice, you'll go, man, I am so stupid, it's unbelievable. I'm saying that about myself and you, huh? <laughs> But that's what, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So flee from these things. Ask God, God, what do I need to flee from? I think most of it we know. Most of it, it's pretty clear. You know, well, you know, the song, they only cuss like 40 times in it. It's all good, man. God, glory. They said, God's good, ooh, or something at the end of it. So it's good. Okay, flee from these things. Sex, net, I didn't say sex. I did. Next thing is... You first flee from that too. That must be God's hey, flee from that. Somebody needed to hear a word from that. The next thing is pursue. Not that. Pursue the things of God. If you flee from something and you don't pursue something else, you're going to come back to what you flee from. Every time. Pursue. What does it say? Right, right, righteousness. What's that mean? Doing what's right. Pursue doing what is right. Choose to do what is right. When gossip comes your way, choose to go, you know what? I don't want to hear it. You you don't have to be mean when someone says, oh, did you hear it? Hey, you know what? I I really don't want to talk about them. You talk about making someone feel, okay, okay, or something like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Righteous, doing what is right. Next thing is godliness. Being holy and just and set apart. Pursue that. I Pursue being different than the world. Being like God. It's going to be different. It's going to be hard. Folks will look at you funny. Don't worry, I get the funny looks all the time. I talk funny. But it's not that bad. Most of the time. Pursue faith. Next thing, pursue faith. Well, what does that mean? Faith is trusting in God. And you know what? With my life and where I'm going with my life and what I'm going to do... For some of you, 11th grade going to 12th grade, you're trying to figure out what college am I going to go. God, let me know where you want me to go and let me go there with, with all faith in you. P- pursue faith. Trusting that this, one simple, I see to trust one thing, that God is bigger than anything you will ever face in your life. That's, that's faith. I mean, I believe God's bigger than whatever. Whatever comes, God's bigger. Love. He says, pursue love. He's not saying, love. Ooh, hey, baby. No, he's not saying that love. It's an unconditional love that comes from God. It's a, it's a love that says, I'm going to love you even though you hate me. I'm going to pray, not that you'll get better, but I'm going to pray that God will bless you even though you seem like you can't stand me. That, that's, that's the love we're, we're called to have. Steadfastness. 
It says, it says when we stand up against the storm, life rocks you. It hurts, I know. But you keep standing for Christ. Steadfast. That's what we pursue is that and this is what Paul I love this this passage because Paul is pouring into this this kid this guy he's not a kid anymore but it's a guy that he just loves he's going man pursue these things this is what your life needs to be about and gentleness what pursue yeah pursue as you talk to, to people be full of grace and mercy with them even in the tone that you speak in because a lot of times we can even say the right thing but our tone is saying the wrong thing amen only four people. Okay. So what? We flee and we pursue. And then he says right here to fight. Fight the good fight of the faith. You know what? You're, it's a fight. And until you get up and start to fighting, you're, to fight, you're, you're going to lose. It's a fight. To flee the world, pursue God, you're going to fight the whole way. Be on the offensive. Don't just sort of sit back and say, well, we're just going to protect what, what we have. You need to be saying, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to act? How can I stand tall? How can I stand, stand um, firm? And you know what? I've learned one thing in this, this short time I've lived on, on this thing called earth. This 41 years. This is one thing I know for sure. People will fight for what they believe in. No doubt. If they believe it, if they love it, they're going to fight for it. You don't have to convince them they're going to do it. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. The last thing is take hold of. It says to take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Take hold of it. Embrace this life God has given you. Flee, pursue, fight, embrace Hold it and cherish it. Nothing will take it away, but embrace it. And when we embrace it, God is going to do mighty things for his glory, not for yours, but it's to give him glory, him honor. Own it and live like a child of the king. Where God says you're, he adopts you as sons and daughters with full rights and heirs unto everything he has. Eternal life is part of that. Own it. Man, it's... it's, it's it's yours to take, yours to keep. That's how we follow God. Flee, pursue, fight, take hold. This summer, I hope that you, I don't, I just, I, I challenge you, look, it, under, memorize this in chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. Memorize what it says, where it says to take, no, where it says to flee, and then you pursue, and then you take, no, and then you fight, and then you take. Thank you very much. Someone's painted. That's we're going to close with this night. I know you hate these, but it's a skit, guys. Video and it's sort of funny. Um, some of you have probably seen this before in the past, but there's a lot of you that haven't seen it. And they're they're addressing the same thing of issues that get in the way and and cause us to um, cause us to not follow God. Excuses that we have. So. Sit back, relax, watch the show. And maybe tonight you're looking at your life and you're going, you know what? There are things that keep you from following God. Scripture says that we're to be fully devoted followers of Christ. That's, that's huge. So tonight, what are some of those things that keep you from following God? If you were to look at it, maybe it's the way you procrastinate the big things and even the small things in your life. <laughs> 
Marty, give me a smoke, Marty. Give me a smoke. There you go. I just need one. I just need one. I just need one. Just give me that. Yeah, just that, that, one, that one right there is good. All right. Watch this. I've been doing this since high school. Watch this. Watch this. Smoke rings, Marty. Smoke rings. I still got it, huh? Watch this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell you, every year since we were kids, we was going to say we're going to change the big things and even the small things in our life, but we never do. I say we're not too late. I say let's change today. How about tomorrow? Okay. What keeps you from following God? Maybe, maybe it's just your fear. Grandpa? Uh, yes, Billy, what is it? Grandpa? Yes? Um, I got some questions, Grandpa. Oh, uh, you shoot, grandson. Okay, um, Grandpa, why, 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 why is it snow? Well, um, let's see, that's, that's when the angels are shampooing their hair. Okay, um, why is it rain? Uh, that's when they're rinsing their hair. Okay, why is it thunder? Oh, that means they had chalupas for dinner the night before. Okay. Why? Why do pretty people marry ugly people? <laughs> That's simple, because love is blind, Billy. Yeah? Well, if love is blind, why is lingerie so popular? <laughs> Don't go there. Huh? Don't go there. Okay. No, sir. Hey, Grandpa? Yes, Billy? Why? Why do those planes have to hit those buildings and, um... All those people dying, if God loves everybody, I get afraid as I grow up the bad things are going to happen. And I get afraid what, what? Now you listen. Your old grandpa, he'll tell you stories, but what I'm about to tell you is the truth, and don't you forget it. Since the beginning of time, good and evil have been battling it out. But I've read the book all the way to the end. And in the end, Billy, God wins. God wins in the end. What keeps you from following God? Maybe it's the way you rationalize your lifestyle. Hey, Dad? Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, my, ooh, yeah. uh, those aren't mine. These aren't yours right no, here? Uh, uh, okay. No. Okay, all right. Uh, you can put them in here. All right, okay. All right, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, what's up? Uh, yeah, my buddies are going to see that movie you and I have been talking about. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Before you say anything, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I know that there is some violence in the movie, okay? Yeah, yeah we but, talked about it. But it's just a little bit of violence. It's just a little bit, right? Yeah. And I know it's not real. Okay, it's not real. Okay. okay. And and I know that there's some cussing in it, okay? I know mm -hmm. there's some cussing in it, but but it's just it's just a little bit of cussing, right? Right? And I know it's not real. Okay, okay. Uh, and there's some nudity in it. Um, but it's just a little bit of nudity, okay? Sure. And um, I know it's not real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... So, I'm just thinking, I mean, my, the guys are going to see it. Can I go see it with them? Okay. I knew you wouldn't. You, what? <laughs> okay. Well, oh, no, you did it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, I no, did. you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> you were the coolest dad. You rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before you go, I, yeah. I have something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I made you one of my famous chocolate brownies with the chocolate frosting on top. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. 
These are my favorite. Yeah, I know. You made it for me? I made it for you, son. <laughs> this is the best day in the whole world. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm going to take it leave. No, 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 I want you to do it now. Huh? I want you to do it now before you go to the movies. He's kind of weirding me out. No, I'm not trying to. Just go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it has uh, eggs, butter, oh, flour. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks so good. Yeah, cocoa, everything, oh. chocolate frosting on top. Yeah. But I but I added something this time. I just added something a little bit, but just a little bit of something else to it. It tastes a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it shouldn't ruin the whole batch. Just a little bit of something. The powdered sugar? No, it's not powdered sugar, no. Is it all spice? No, it's not all not all spice, uh-uh. Paprika? <laughs> no, not paprika, huh? What is it? Well, it's dog poop. Dog poop. Just a little bit, son. It's just a little bit. <laughs> it is dog poop. Is it from the big dog or the little dog? That's uh, from the little dog. Whew, that's a load off. <laughs> But son, it's just a little bit. No, no, no. But it's not real. It's not real. No, no. It's real. All right. Yeah, it's real. Son, it's just a little bit. It shouldn't run the whole batch. Just a little bit. I get it. I get it. Okay. No, I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Next time you don't want me to go see a movie, okay? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. What? Just tell me you don't want me to see the movie. Don't feed me poop brownies, okay? Yeah. You know what? You know what? I don't even want to go see the stupid movie now, okay? I just want to go get something to drink. All right. That better be lemonade in the refrigerator. What keeps you from following God? Bottom line, maybe it's just you. Hey, man, where you been? Huh? Where you been? Have you been trying to call me or something? Yeah. I've been at church, youth group, that whole thing. Ah, oh, dude, that's right. I forgot yeah. you go to that. Yeah. Well, dude, you know what? I, I want to go with you next time. I've been thinking about going. You want to go to church with me? Yeah. I've invited you. I don't know how many times youth group, and you never want to go. You're like a total atheist. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's like there's some hot chicks at your church, dude. Okay. I mean, hot. All right. <laughs> there, there, there's more There's more Going to youth group besides girls. Shut up. I'm serious. Dude, how many emails do you get just this week? Five, but that's okay, besides right the point. There. Okay, okay look, that's look, what I'm, I'm saying, I'm all right? I'm telling you, besides the point. What do you mean there's more to it than that? God shows up. What? God shows up. Hey, how you know God shows up? I, I mean, like what? Like a big white limo pulls up, you know, the door opens, smoke comes out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God is in the house. Bless you, bless you, peace. You know, I mean, no, what? No. I mean, you know. No, no, like, like, God shows up. It's like a, like a microwave. You don't know how it works, but it works. And God, same way, you can't explain how God works, no, but you know it works. No, 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 dude. What? That's your problem. What? Don't, don't tell me it's this whole, like, it's like a microwave and you don't know how it works. I mean, I can, I can go get a manual to a microwave and read it. And I can tell you how a microwave works. But you're, you're going on this whole, oh, I feel it and I just don't know how to explain it. No, no, no. Okay, okay, right, right. Right here, right here. Manual, right here. Your Bible? Yeah, manual. Uh, okay, then show me. Show me. Show you what? If this is your manual, then show me how you know God shows up. All right. Um, like you got uh, First Corinth. Um, okay, Romans. 
John 316. No, 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 no. Don't, don't throw John 316 at me, okay? Well, you're putting me on the spot here, no, okay? I'm, dude, I'm... You, that's, that's, not a, that's not a manual for you. That, that's a trophy. It is not. Yeah, that's just no, for you not. to carry around and go, look at me, I'm going to church. It's this, not either. You know what? No. No, 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 no. Okay, you know what? This, this whole thing is a joke. It's not okay? a joke, all right? Just because no. you put me on the spot doesn't mean it's a joke. No, it's not that. Christianity as a whole is a joke. It's not. How, when did Christianity become a joke? Uh, I'll tell you when. When Christians quit acting like they're supposed Christ, that's when Christianity became a joke. Look, it's, 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 it's not a big deal. It is a big deal because you're putting me on the spot. I don't no. know how to answer you, okay? Dude, it's I'm not sorry, a big deal. I don't know how to answer Wait, you here. It's not a big deal, okay? Look, there's only one difference between you and me, right? There's a huge difference. No, no, you the and difference me. is you believe that there's a God and I don't. That's huge, the only difference. That's a huge difference. Dude, it's not. You let anybody else watch our lives, okay? And they're not going to see anything else that's different. And you know what that means? That means that if we die, and, and let's say you're right, and we're standing before your God, he's going to look at me and go, you know what, you acted like him. You know what, since he's a loving God, he'll let me into heaven, right? And, and if I'm right, no big deal. So you lost some sleep on Sunday mornings. No big whoop. No, it's, it's not a big deal. Because see, this is the greatest part. Well, what this means, since we're the same, is that if you, Mr. Go to church and everything, if you're okay, then that means me, Mr. Um, as your mom put it, uh, yeah, going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that means I'm okay. If you're okay, then I'm okay. Now look, are you going to argue with me about no, this? I don't, I don't want to argue with you. All right. It's okay. And the sad part about it is we think it's okay. We live complacent lives. We rationalize our lifestyle. We fear things. And we put off what we need to do today. What keeps you from following God? Bottom line, maybe it is you. That um, is an interesting thing that they say there. The question, that, just to wrap things up tonight, is if you if your friends who if you've friends that are lost they don't believe in God would they say to you would they look at your life compared to their their life and go hey if you're okay I'm okay I mean we're the same what keeps you from following God if we are Christians little Christ follower of Christ that means we follow that means we we flee that means we pursue. That means we fight. And that's we take hold of the gift that He has given us and hold on and with everything we have. Let's pray and we're going to be close tonight. Lord, I thank You so much for tonight. Uh, the chance just to be, be, be challenged by Your Word and just to be reinforced by a, a video. Um, and, and Lord, may we be uh, people in this world that Look different, not for the sake of difference, but look different because you are at work in our lives. And Lord, may we do things, may we follow you not for our own gain, but may we follow you and live like you for your gain. So that this world, that so many do not worship you, that they will see you at work and that they will, they will worship you, that they will seek you. Lord, I just ask for you to move in this group. I ask for you to move in my life. I ask you to move in my home. That all we do will give you honor and glory. And this summer won't be one where we slack off, but this will be a summer where we, we pick up.
that we read your word, that we thirst and desire just to read your word and to be more like you. Thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for each one here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So sign up for camp if you've not done so already. And if you've got friends that want, want to go, we accept friends at camp. Except for Dalton's friends.